Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know, uh, thanks very much for listening in on the show today. Uh, we just wanted to let you know that there is an amazing challenge that we just launched called the Unlimited Client Attraction Challenge. Now, for you guys that are interested in learning more about how you can generate leads. Now, I'm not talking about normal leads. I'm talking about highly qualified leads. How you can how you can learn the simplified strategies that some of the go-to experts like myself and the thought leaders that are using specific types of strategies that are growing their companies at exponential measures. So we're going to be taking you through a six-day challenge, four of them, four of the days, we're going to be going through a step-by-step guide of four strategies about what you need to do in order to grow your companies. Uh, me and Beata Shalette, who's my business partner on this, we're going to be walking, hang-holding you and going through all the different aspects. These are the ch- strategies that we're using in our own business right now that is working down to the ground that you guys need to implement implement into your business straight away. So the website that you need is theclientattractionchallenge.com. Um, the link is below for more information. It is practically free. Uh, make sure you check out the link below. Uh, it's going to be absolutely epic. Starts October 27th, 6 p.m. UK time, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll see you again on the challenge. Cheers. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Business Accelerator with myself, Adam Strong. Hope you're having a great week, uh, day, week, month, whenever you're listening to this. Um, do me a favor if you are listening to me uh, live, use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay, you can do that right now. That'd be super awesome. And if you enjoy some of the conversations that I have here, whether it be listening to me on my podcast, whether you're here live, do me a favor, PLC, post, like, or comment on the conversation below. That'd be super awesome. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, we're going to put all the show description notes below and any and any applicable links as well. So today, what is today's episode all about? Well, today I wanted to talk about some with Rich's really kind of um, uh, what's the word word I'm looking for? Something that's not it's not that it's bugging me, but something that is not being told about enough, which is all about investing in yourself. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the five ways in which we can look at how do we invest in ourselves because. Um, just through recent conversations. And it's interesting how people self-sabotage themselves purely because they do not invest in themselves, right? So um, how you doing, Julie? Uh, uh, it's great to see Julie here and, uh, uh, you know, one of my clients. So fantastic. Great to have a hashtag live. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the importance of, first of all, why is in- investing in you so important? Because Number one, you know, and, and it's interesting. It's interesting because if you've ever read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, I don't know if you guys have ever read that book, but if, if you haven't, you need to go and uh, read it. But the premise of the book um, was back way, 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 uh, we're talking a long time, 
where the Babylonians effectively uh, managed to figure out the universal laws about how to um, how to effectively achieve prosperity. Okay, and that basically means, in a nutshell, what does that look like? Well, it looks like you know how do you um, how can you uh, uh, make more money? How can you invest more money? How can you live a happier, healthier life? All of those things based on how to in- create more wealth, but also how do you how to hold on to more wealth, how to look at more investments and stuff like that. So the premise of the book is, is just like really, really interesting. But they managed to figure it out like way, way, way uh, a long time ago. So if you haven't read that book, The Richest Man in Babylon, it's a short book, but it's well worth the read. And I would highly endorse you to read that. But the, uh, there was one part in the book and it says every all, all money or wealth that you make, okay, is that 10% should be put aside, at least minimum 10% should be put aside for you investing in your health. Now, what does that look like? What it could mean, uh, it could mean investing in your health, because guess what? If you don't invest in your health, then who else is going to look after you? You know, if most of us have a family or whatever it may like from me. If you're a business owner or entrepreneur, okay, you know, if you want to become more productive, if you want to become more focused, you want to have more clarity in your life, if you want to become, uh, if you want to get more results out of life, then guess what? Okay. First of all, it goes about investing in your health. That means, you know, physical exercise. That means eating healthy. You know, that means um, nurture the soul through meditation and journaling. What else does it look like? Um, like, for example, it could also mean, um, you know, chiming into listening to things like this, right? Podcasting, YouTube videos, personal development, you know, reading books. You know, and if you look at all of the successful people out there, um, most of them have a big library of books, okay? And like my good friend, Dr. John D. Martini, who has read, I think what he said to me, 38,000 different types of um, what do they call it? Analogies or analogies, if you like, based on his um, realm of strength, which is all based in human behavior and psychology. And he's got this whole, uh, the amount of knowledge that that guy has got is insane, literally insane. One of the most intelligent individuals on the planet and such a loving person as well. So super important. But what else does investing in yourself look like? What else does it, uh, what else can it do for you? And number number two, it'll increase your confidence. I mean, uh, my good, my, my, uh, my client here, Julie is here actually, and we've done some, uh, some, some, uh, some great intensives. And honestly, her confidence has gone through the roof, right? Because effectively it's like, I see, I see a pathway. Okay. I see a pathway. I know exactly. I feel a lot more confident in where I'm going. Um, I've got some more direction. Um, and sometimes, sometimes we need gratification, right? We need to know, we need to feel like, you know, there are people around us, whether it be, um, you know, supporters or advisors, uh, that can help do that. That can help give you that kind of alignment. Does it make sense? So super, super important. So I talk about health, you know, because health at, at, at the end of the day, <laughs> you only get one body, <laughs> one life. Okay. Who else is going to look after it? Well, the only person it is, is you, right? So that's, that's really, really important. Um, what else is going to say to you as well? Um, 
in terms of investing in health? Well, think about the upskills as well. So if, you in, if you're investing in yourself, you're upskilling yourself. You know, we don't just go to school, go to college and get university, get a job, right, or open a business, and that's it, education over, thank you very much, we graduate. It doesn't work like that, right? You have to consistently upskill yourself, learn new things, get out of your comfort zone. Um, because at the end of the day, the only way that you can grow as a person, okay, the only way you can grow as a person is to get out of that comfort zone that you're sitting yourselves in. Learn new things. Take feedback, okay? Ask for feedback. You know, my good friend Marshall Goldsmith, the number one executive coach in the world and New York Times bestselling author, he talks about the importance of asking for help. You know, and I wrote about this in my book last year, Play the Game. You know, asking for help is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness, right? It's so important. And I can't quite understand and comprehend how um, many of us, uh, even through conversations, many of us still choose to you still choose the path, if you like, still choose to to try to work it out on themselves. Now. We have two choices here, ladies and gents. The choice number one is you can go slow, really slow, okay? Make it feel and, and, and then expect slow results. That's a reality, okay? If you're trying to work things out on your own, you're trying to look for answers and stuff like that, the reality is if you don't invest in yourself, whether it be through skills, if it be through training, whether it be through advisory, whatever it might be, if you don't do that, I can guarantee you it will take you 20 times longer if not even longer, I would guarantee you. So all you're doing is by investing in yourself, by taking that 10% of your earnings, okay, by what you get paid every month, okay, a minimum of 10% and investing back in yourself, I can guarantee you're accelerating yourself at a much faster pace. You're going to be a happier person. I can guarantee you that, okay? Um, what else is going to say to you? Yeah, you know, and you're going to prosper. You're going to thrive, you know? So, I really kind of want you to take that into consideration, you know, and also looking at the consequences, like what is the consequences and what are, what are the consequences of not taking action and what are the consequences and, and what are the pros and the cons, right? So what do we look at it? And I get a lot of my clients to, to think about this when they're thinking about making decisions. What are the consequences if they don't, if they procrastinate and they just sit on the sidelines or sit on the fence trying to work it out themselves, right? What are the consequences? What's going to hurt you, okay, if, if, you, if you don't do that, right? So it's super important. Um, but what are the benefits? Like, what are the benefits of investing? You know, at the end of the day, if you invest in yourself, and normally you have to invest, whether it be time or money, those are normally the two currencies that you have to invest in, right? But if you're investing in money, but guess what? Money can be cre recreated, Okay, money can be um, you can you can remake you can make money all the time at the end of the day. Do you see what I mean? So I want you to really kind of get out that mindset. And also the other thing is going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Okay, because that is the only way that you're going to be able to grow. That's the only way that you're going to be able to prosper, uh, to feel happier, to feel um, to feel more confident in yourself. Um, those are the main ways in which you can, the reasons, number one, that you can invest in yourself. But number two, if you're sitting on those sidelines and you're sitting on that fence, you're scratching your head trying to think out, 
listen to the re-listen to this video, okay? Uh, and think about, you know, if you have been given an opportunity, for example, uh, whether it be go to the gym with a friend or a buddy, or, you know, if, if you're not in good shape right now and you know that you need to invest in yourself, okay? Guess what? Just do it because guess what? You only live once. It's up to you how you live your life, okay? But at the end of the day, live it to the max. Anyway, that's enough from me for today. <laughs> Hope that you enjoyed today's uh, episode. If you've got any questions, PLC, post like or comment on the comment section below. Use the hashtag replay. Use the hashtag live. Um, hope that you've been been. Uh, hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Of course, if you've listened in on the podcast, like I said to you, uh, what I was going to say to you, I put all the show notes below. And I don't know if you've uh, realized as well as we've got a new Telegram group. So if you are on Telegram, okay, well make sure that you put the Telegram group below because I'd love for you guys to come and join the Telegram group. I'm putting all loads of tips and strategies in there. And, um, oh, I've got some, well, I'm not going to say too much, but I'm working on something really, really game-changing right now. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, we're going to be making some announcements very, very soon. Uh, but honestly, it's going to change the game for you guys, especially in 2023. Um, you know, that's all I'm going to say right now. But I'm just kind of kind of, going to warm you up to this. But this is... Like, it's going to blow your socks away. Anyway, listen, enough from me. Have a great day, week, month, whenever you listen to this. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Take care.
what is within my reach and leave the things I can't. When you can't control it, what you want to focus on is diluting that energy. So to give an example, if you happen to be in a household where you are constantly bombarded by negative energy, one of the ways to dilute that is by reading certain books, listening to podcasts or audiobooks, reading magazines that are being read by the people that you want to spend time with. Because what that does is it dilutes the negative energy that you're getting in your environment. Now, if you're at work and there's certain negative individuals, well, what you can do is very subtly redirect their attention to something that is positive. And that's one of the ways at a very small level, you can start to change your energy into something positive. So if someone happens to be negative and you ask them, how has your week been? And they say to you, I've always been terrible. I didn't get a promotion. My boss <laughs> overlooked me. If you know that ahead of time, how about trying this question next time? What has gone well for you this week? Now, at a very subtle level, what you've done is you've shifted their focus to something that is positive. You've got them to focus their attention on something that has gone well. So what we can do to turn energy into positive is dilute the negative energy as best as we can. Mm. And then simply change our lenses. You, you know, as I said earlier, we live in the feeling of our thinking moment to moment to moment. So when you look at an event, how can you take something from it? that is actually more empowering and positive rather than something that you cannot control or that makes you feel negative. So that would be the answer to the first part of the question, Stefan. The second part is, how do you keep the positive energy? Well, simply put, Stefan, this comes down to your environment. You know, the fastest way to make progress in any area of your life or business is to design an environment around you that makes it impossible not to succeed. And there's actually a chapter in my book called Electrify Your Environment, and it speaks exactly to that. In order to keep the positive energy, we've got to upgrade our environment. Now, when I talk about environment, it is not just the people you spend time with. That's the obvious one. But it's also what you read, who you follow on social media, what you listen to, your physical environment, and so on. These all influence your thinking. And even if you say, well, how do I spend time around people who inspire me because I'm in a place of the world where there just aren't those sort of people? And that's sometimes an excuse that I've heard very often. Well, get creative. You know, one of the things that I did early on before I now am in the opportunity today to spend time around some incredible people is I simply had a mental board of advisors, i.e. I went into my imagination. Whenever I wanted to seek counsel from people ahead of me, I will close my eyes. I will go into this boardroom, sit at the front and choose three to five people dead or alive who I found particularly inspiring. And then I would put this challenge or question out into the middle of the table and hear their responses, hear their feedback and their thoughts. Love that. Is there, when, when it comes to picking your, I'm going to call them board of advisors, which, you, which uh -huh. is what you um, brought up. What do you look for? What qualities do you look for in terms of board of advisors? Is it, is it their in the industry experience? Is it their um, is it their skill set or mindset? What do you look for in terms of quality advisors? Sure. Well, keep in mind that you don't have to have the same board of advisors for every challenge or, or problem mm -hmm. or question. So who you choose in terms of your composition would depend on what you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. So let's say the question I have is with regards to business then I might want to have a more business-biased uh, board of advisors. Now, if it's to do more with life challenges, then again, I might want to have people who have life wisdom. 
And so it kind of is dictated by what you are looking to put into the middle of the table. And the ultimate goal of having these board of advisors is to tap into the power of perspective, i.e. there's always a different way to look at what you're going through in the moment. Love it. Love it. Some very good stuff. Now, I have to ask you, because um, I know we spoke about it um, and we were um, face to face a few months ago, but I think it would be really good for the audience to really get an understanding because uh, it's interesting how um, your ideology of, 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 of Energize and how it came about mm. and how you approached Penguin, because mm. effectively it ended up turning into a bit of a monopoly of choosing who you wanted to, to who you wanted to you could choose mm. who you wanted to go with effectively but how did that um how was that process for you like what did what you know because i mean the whole premise of um if we if we think about all of the people that surround us mm. we all get told that if we write a book we become branded we have authority mm. we have credibility on our industry the world's going to change that kind of stuff but I mean, there's many different ways in which we can publish a book, whether it be self-publishing, get a book deal like you did, for example. But tell us a little bit more about how you approached. What was your what was like your thought process of when it came to the book? Like what was what were you what was going through your mind when it came to the decision of the actual book itself? Mm -hmm. You know, where regards to making that decision process, what was going through your mind initially? Sure. Well, 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 just to kind of explain a bit of background, um, I, I didn't plan to write a book initially, just like I didn't plan to be a speaker. And I think that sometimes the universe will nudge you in a certain direction and it's up to us to take the challenge. Mm. And, and that's what, what happened in my journey. I, a question I've been asked a lot in, in different interviews is that, Simon, what do you focus most of your time into uh, when you first started building a business? And I've talked a lot about these answers and I came up with a way to summarize it in, in sort of an acronym, if you will. And I said that since the beginning of making that jump from being an employee to being an entrepreneur, what I spent the majority of my time focused on were three Bs, brain, brand, and business. So the brain side is literally mastering my skill, i.e. being a better coach every day, being a better human, uh, being a better speaker, and so on. The brand side is also the profile. How am I adding value to people? How am I raising awareness of the work that I'm doing? That's all to do with your brand. And then the business side is, well, how am I starting to create multi-sources of revenue so that my business is sustainable? And how do I learn about the business side so that I have something that is actually going to help me succeed, not just a hobby? And so I just started spending a lot of time focused on these three areas. And I think this put me in a very powerful position when it came to writing the book and sharing it with the world. Uh, you know, we spoke about foundation earlier, Adam, and I think these were very good things to have in place ahead of that conversation. And so when it, when it came to the book, there were lots of ideas that I had about what I could write about. Mm -hmm. But the working title that I put forward uh, was Energy is Everything. Now, of course, you know the book to be energized now, uh, but that was after we started writing and editing the script. But at the beginning, it started as Energy is Everything. And the reason I chose that was was two main reasons. The first was that I went for a period of my life where I had no energy. I was completely burnt out and drained working in the, in the financial services sector. Uh, and I wanted to detail how I went from that point of my life to where I now am today, where I wake up energized by the sense of possibility over limitation. Uh, and also, 
I would speak at a lot of events, Adam, and I would get the audience come up to me at the end. And many would say to me, Simon, I loved your energy on stage. You know, if I could only have a small percentage of that energy and bottle it up, I could go on and accomplish so much more. And so I really wanted to speak to that. How did I get to that position where I always feel energized, where when I'm on stage, when I'm doing my thing, I, I have this ability just to connect with an audience and share that energy with them. And so that's how the idea for the book came about uh, by reflecting on my journey. Love it. Love it. Um, interestingly enough, you, you pick, I picked up something from what you said there when um, a, a lady in the crowd had come up to you and said about the whole kind of like, I wish I had more energy. Mm. When someone comes up to you, do you believe that there is a limitation in their energy or do you believe there's a blockage in their energy or is it something else? Sure. I, I think that often when somebody comes up, uh, and has a question or even attends these sort of uh, events, if you will. Mm. I think often they're going through a particular moment in their life in which they're seeking guidance or help or inspiration. It could be any or all of those things to basically help them change the trajectory of their tomorrow. I know because I was one of them as well. You know, I went for a period in my life where I was lost. I, I just come out of the collapse of Lehman Brothers into a company that was toxic, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I started going out to these events and seminars just to kind of learn more about the world outside of finance. And it opened my eyes to possibilities. I met some incredible people. And often, you know, we talk about how do we get energized? Well, one of the easiest ways is to put ourselves into environments where it immerses our mind in inspiration. Now, if you go to these sort of events, if you go to uh, places that inspire you, you can't help but feel more energized. And so sometimes we need to change our environments in these small ways in order to change what we see as possible. Love it, love it, love it. Now, I know that we're coming towards the end of our conversation, and I'm, I am conscious of time because I know that you've put uh, some time aside for us, which is really, really cool. Um, well, now you've... Um, achieved the fact that you're a best-selling author congratulations and you know now you're jet setting around the world and being a great speaker and inspiring lots of people with lots of great energy which i absolutely love very different from maybe like a year ago it was well over a year ago when we when we were here on the podcast like i can really see that what i love um what i love about you is just kind of like seeing how you've grown just in that like increment of time, maybe about 14 months or thereabouts. It's just like a real, a real kind of like, um, I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's the word inspiration I'm looking for, mm. but it's kind of like, it was just what I love. I just love following your journey and kind of mm. how you've kind of put it down to what would you say um, from your perspective over the last 12 to 14 months, where if you take a step back and look in, you know, look at, and look at your own accomplishments, how do you feel? I, I'm going to be honest, Adam. I, I, it is totally surreal. There are moments in the last 12 to 14 months where I, I'm still pinching myself. I'm, I'm still pinching myself, and mm -hmm. I, I'm enjoying every minute of it. You know, I think what has helped is the fact that I haven't changed. You know, I still do the very same things that I did before those 12 to 14 months. I, I still connect with people. I, I still respond to people's questions. I try and be of service as best as I can, even though the profile might be bigger, you know, the, the events might be bigger, but I'm still the same Simon as before. And I think 
it does it, it, it does just blow my mind as to how far I've come in the last few years. I mean, when I sit down with my wife from time to time and we reflect on the last year, the last quarter, and what we've accomplished and what we want to achieve in the next year, it still blows my mind. I, I mean, I, I joke that a lot of us uh, enjoy Christmas in December 21, but my Christmas felt like it came in January 22. And that's because within a space of a week, you know, I got emails back from Marshall Goldsmith, Simon Sinek, Marie Forlier, Dory Clark, and so on, saying that they, they wanted to endorse the book and, and they shared with me the blurb. And that for me was such a surreal moment. You know, I felt like a, like a kid on Christmas Day morning and <laughs> I said to my wife, is, is this real? And I'm not going to lie. I mean, there have been many moments like that over the, over, over the last year. And it is such a privilege. It, it is such a blessing to be able to do what I get to do and to impact the lives of other people. Love that. So tell me, what is the, where do you see yourself in the next 12 months? I mean, I probably didn't ask you this last time, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's see if we can level this energy up a little bit. Let's see what you've got planned for us. Where, you, where, where do you see yourself in the next 12 months? So, so one of the things I, I love in terms of what I do is I'm not really attached to where I get to. As I said, I didn't. I didn't know, I didn't have my plans of writing a book, but for me, I'm just focused on what can I do now that would take what I'm doing just that little bit further. And so at the moment, my plans are to take my work more internationally. So, you know, we touched the beginning of this session that I just got back from Dubai. I'm going to Malta later this month to speak at a national event organized by the government and then to the US again and then back to Dubai end of the year for some further events. But also next year, I'll be doing a lot of work in the States. Uh, so going to the East Coast and the West Coast uh, to share my book. So for me, I got to say, Adam, I'm really excited about what would be possible as more people in America know about my work, because it's the same with film or music. You know, if you can break a little bit of America, it opens up an incredibly new audience and also a large audience for the work that you do. So I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about doing some media work. I may have mentioned in the past to you, Adam, uh, that I would love to package what I do and put it into the medium of television uh, in terms of reaching a very different audience. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I'm still working on in the background and playing with some storyboards and ideas. But that's more of a longer term project. Uh, so, yeah. you know, do keep an eye on that. There'll be uh, some hopefully uh, exciting news to come next year. Love it, love it, love it. Listen, I just want to say, um, you know, as a friend and, um, and, 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 you know, and someone that is, is a big fan of yourself, you know, I'm, I'm really proud that what you've done and what you've achieved over the last, like, you know, couple of years and since we've known each other. Uh, and, and I'm ever thankful for our great friendship that we have together. So I wanted to share my gratitude and appreciation for you on that. Thank you so much, Adam. And I reflect that back to you for all of your support and encouragement uh, along the way. Appreciate that. So for you guys that have been listening in, I hope that you've been enjoying some of our conversations with me and Simon. Um, and what I was going to say to you, if you're listening in on the podcast, all of Simon's notes are going to be below. So if you want to connect with him, please do mention the podcast and don't expect an instant response, but you will get an you will get a response uh, because he does have a very busy schedule. Um, and um, what I was going to say to you for you guys that are listening to the, the replay again, use the hashtag replay. And if you have any questions, 
feel free to use the uh, the feeds to put a question and me and Simon will try and get back to you in due course. Um, so Simon, I just want to say thanks very much for being on the show. I really appreciate you today. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. Awesome. So guys, listen, hope you've enjoyed the, uh, the Game Changers experience again. If you've enjoyed today's episode, do me a favor, give us a one or a five star review on Apple or Spotify. Me and Simon will be super thankful. Anyway, from me and Simon, thanks very much. We really greatly appreciate you. Take care and see you soon. Cheers.